Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. Over the past several Sundays, we've been hearing from one of the letters in the New Testament uh, from which we very infrequently hear any comment uh, in homilies or in, in preaching, but yet was a very interesting and deeply important letter of James. The letter of James is a letter, I think, best known because of the controversy that arose over the fact that the only uh, place in the New Testament where it says uh, faith and works, in fact, uh, St. James says, faith without works is dead. Now, that caused a little dyspepsia to a particular reformer back in the 16th century. In fact, he called the letter the, an epistle of straw. But in fact, as you read the letter, you begin to understand that James had a particular concern with, in fact, how we express the love of God through the love of neighbor and had a, an especial concern for those who were poor. But there were a couple of lines from one of the epistles that struck me very deeply because I think it spoke not only to that concern for one's neighbor, but also to a concern and how, in fact, generally we relate in a community and uh, with, with other people. In one passage, James writes, Show no partiality as you adhere to the faith in our glorious Jesus Christ. Show no partiality, or do not be, as the Irish say, a respecter of persons. That is, affording those who may be wealthy or well-known in a much more profound way than you would, of course, a chance meeting, or the poor, or the less fortunate. But then James also says, Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, did not God choose those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? To be poor in the world means not only to suffer the lack of material goods, but to lack perhaps any sort of esteem or any sort of remembrance on the part of other people, to be a kind of hidden uh, person. But those rich in faith are the heirs to the kingdom. So I, I think of these expressions, and I raise the issue of how, in fact, we relate as a community to all other people. And I think this is an important uh, question to consider, especially in our own time, when we live in a society that, quite frankly, is getting a little more coarse, a little less friendly, perhaps even one in which displays of anger are more frequent. And very infrequently now, do you hear about a word that was very much a part of our vocabulary when I was growing up. And that is the concept of courtesy. 
Now, of course, the term courtesy is how you are to act in court, that is, in very special occasions. But courtesy is an aspect of the love of neighbor, which is the second of all the, uh, the great commandments, and in fact is an activated expression of our love of God. And that courtesy, or what uh, we used to say when I was in grammar school because it was listed on our report card, the word deportment, that is how you carry yourself. And I remember as uh, part of that grammar school that we regularly had lessons on public courtesy, how to greet people, how to extend a hand, how, how to really uh, give them the respect that acknowledges their inherent dignity as a human person. And uh, I think when James says, show no partiality, that is, we are called to speak to others <clears throat> as really an expression of how we consider them. And in the love of God, and in Jesus Christ, we consider even a chance meeting of another person an encounter with one who is made in the image and likeness of God. So those gestures, those signs of courtesy, of good behavior, are not just simple things, but very important. They become sort of the lubrication of any society so that we should be concerned on how we meet others, how we speak to others, the power of our words. I, uh, I can't get over the fact that even in public now, some of the coarser and more vulgar words replace punctuation in conversation as people talk with each other. My father used to say, why would anyone use words like that when we can speak English, which is one of the most uh, complete and beautiful languages in the world. Now, of course, as I said, the basis uh, of courtesy, of those gestures, of speaking words that really uh, not only express ourselves, but uh, recognize the dignity of the person who hears those words, we do begin with, the understanding of the inherent dignity of every person, even those that we meet very simply on, on the street. Not everyone has to be our new best friend. But yet sometimes we overdo that friendliness and forget that there is a difference between courtesy and companionship, and intimacy. I remember once uh, doing some banking uh, back in Minnesota, and I was talking with the teller, and I looked along the, the bank of teller's windows, and there were name uh, places, but all of the names were their first names. And uh, I thought, well, this is kind of interesting, especially in a place of business. But I, I said to them, you know, why do you use just your, your first names? And uh, I said, you know, 
In the ancient world, the only people who did not have a last name were slaves. And the response was, well, you got that right. But uh, it was a joke. But I later found out, of course, that sometimes they want to disguise their last name so as not to be uh, tracked down by marketers and, and whatnot. But yet I, I was surprised by, by that. But in recognizing uh, everyone as filled with the dignity of God, even in some difficult situations, we follow the commandment of our Lord Jesus Christ when he tells us that those who lose themselves for the sake of the gospel gain themselves. And losing ourselves, losing uh, our, our, our ego momentarily to recognize the goodness of the other is a way of achieving a greater sense of who we are in Jesus Christ. We also need to have a proper understanding of the virtue of humility. Humility is not a cringing servility. Humility is a recognition that, after all, all things depend on, on God. We are not our own creators. Our life here on earth has a particular limit, and the gift of the days and the months and the years that have been given to us are given to us so that we might fill them with doing good. And that humility is also based in the virtue of hope, a belief that in Jesus Christ the victory will be achieved. So we do that which we can. We are gracious to those who are near. And we do this in the, in the name of Christ, who is victor. We also have to understand the powerful importance of our words. I was taught as a child that sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never harm you. Well, actually, I, I don't think we should teach that to children because it's not true. We long remember the pain of an angry or hurtful word longer than we might remember the pain of a broken arm. But the physical gestures as well are important. How we, in fact, greet each other. How we move as we pass each other. And these simple acts of courtesy, which I think are an expression or can be an expression of our, our Christian faith, also, I think, are fundamental to a well-ordered society that we hope to be peaceable, and in fact, in our own case, we hope to be expressive of democratic values. Some of the great writers in the 19th century, when they considered what was happening in America, were amazed at how, in fact, we may have very little in the way of government activity, but in fact, we have a very strong sense of the moral foundations of citizenship. A Spanish philosopher once wrote that you can always tell a society that is beginning to fall apart or fray at the edges uh, morally because the number of laws increase. For when, in fact, individuals are not in, in their own lives, and in the lives of, of the society, 
bound by moral understandings and have taken them to heart, society has to intervene with laws. And it's an interesting insight. But I think if we begin simply by listening to James, show no partiality, greet everyone as if this, in fact, were Christ, giving us an opportunity to express our faith and in Christ and our love of God in very simple ways. It doesn't have to be gushy. It certainly is not making what we would consider a good friend, because there is a difference between politeness, friendship, and intimacy. But yet how important it is in our own time and our own lives to be able to greet each other as a true neighbor, meaning the one who is near to us. And in that way, making a small contribution to the peace that has been promised to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. 